privilege it is to stand before my family and just to be able to share my heart for a little bit with you guys. And just looking around, now I'm gonna, I know it's gonna shock you, I'm gonna speak on discipleship tonight for those of you that just don't know me. Um, I'm looking around and I see some of the men and I know the stories, I know the history, I know the life. I mean, I can, you know, there's, there's some guys that like, I just say 11-11-07, he came forward. I put my hand on his shoulder, I walked with him, he's here tonight. You know, and it's just amazing how faithful God is. It's just amazing. In fact, the word says that he's faithful to complete the good work in each and every one of us that he'd begun. You know, even before the foundations of the earth was established, he knew we'd be together tonight. He knew that just this, just this family would be gathered here tonight for a word. And I believe that God is, uh, he's doing something special. A couple of weeks ago, uh, we, we, Pastor Gary spoke about revival. Last week, Pastor Kenneth spoke about dreams. And tonight, I'm gonna talk about discipleship. I'm gonna talk about therefore go. So uh, anyway, I'm a little bit charged up if you haven't, I only had two cups of coffee today and it was hours ago, but so therefore go, therefore go. Has anyone here been overseas on a missions trip or just been overseas in general? You know, they drive different over there, don't they? Just a, just a little bit different. I, I think the first trip I, I was in Mexico, I didn't pay that much attention to the driving because we were in a, a city uh, that was, um, um, there were shootings and stuff, so I wasn't really worried about how we were driving, just let's go, let's go. And um, my, so my second trip, I think I woke up and I realized that they don't drive the same there as they do here. And uh, at one, one intersection, I remember the light went from green to, to yellow to red, and then the car went anyway, and it's like, did you see that? He says, yeah. I said, the, the light was red. He said, it's just a suggestion. <laughs> okay, so that, 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 ch that changed things. So, uh, you know, green light means go. Uh, yellow means go faster for any teenagers in the house. And red means go anyway. And, and missions work is like that. And so is discipleship. That if you've got the green light, you should go. And if it seems like a little bit cold or maybe the, it's turning the other way, go, go faster. And if it's a no-go, go anyway, uh, because it really matters, because God has called us to, to, to not pay attention to, to those kind of things and to just keep pressing in. So uh, tonight's message, it's, it's a two-word uh, topic, therefore go, and I've got uh, two and a half hours worth of material here to cover with you in about 35 minutes. So let's, uh, let's therefore go, amen? So one thing I have learned, you know, as a man, you usually yuck things up and then you say, you know what, let's pray. So before I yuck anything up, let's pray. Lord, I thank you that tonight will be a special night. Tonight is a night where, thing, night where things will shift, things will change, there will be a release. Lord, I thank you that there's an anointing that breaks the yoke of all bondage. I call out ministries and I call out ministers tonight. Lord, that whatever these folks have been dreaming about, whatever you put in their heart and they've been desiring, I thank you that it's yes and amen and permission is granted. And tonight, Lord, though we're talking about a piece of scripture that everyone knows all too well, I ask that we would see something different and how it's applied to our lives. It's in your name, Jesus, we pray, amen. amen. All right, so like I said, I had two cups of coffee and that was like eight hours ago, so this is me. 
okay? You gotta deal with it for a little bit. So um, the, the Great Commission, it's found in Matthew 28. Um, it's actually um, 19 and 20, but I always like to include 18. Uh, so if we could put that up on the screen, I'd like for us to read this. I'd like to read the Great Commission together tonight with my church family. Could we do that? Let's start off with verse 18. It's, and all together now. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the ends of the age. You know, I, I threw 18 in there because if I started off with verse 19, it starts with therefore. And then whenever I see that, I'm like, what's that, what's that there for? I'm just, I'm that guy. I see therefore, what's the therefore? So you back it up, and, and what you realize is Jesus is saying, look, I'm the boss here. Dad left me in charge of this thing, and here's what I need you to do. Come close, because these are some of my last words. Therefore, I want you to go do this. I want you to make disciples. We're gonna talk about what disciples are in a minute, because this is like one of these things where it's very foggy and hazy. People don't understand uh, exactly uh, what it is they're supposed to do, but they know they're supposed to do it, right? I mean, right? You, you, if you read the Gospel of Matthew and you got to the last chapter there and you read that, if you were like me, and I can tell you exactly where I was, and I can tell you just how jacked up I was when I read that, I realized what I was supposed to do, and you know what I did? I closed my Bible. And I said, I, don't, I can't do this. I guess this Christianity thing's not for me because I wasn't discipled. So you ask, why, Jeff, Pastor Jeff, why are you so passionate about talking about discipleship? Because I was so desperate for it in my own life. So I don't want anybody slipping, sliding, disappearing because we didn't, do, we didn't roll our sleeves up a little bit and walk with them. Because the truth is, discipleship is only caring enough about another person to help them take their next step with Jesus Christ. Whether it's they, they've never heard of who's this Jesus guy or, hey, I've been serving the Lord for a long time. You know, we all have a next step. He's not done with you yet. I'm pretty much sure that if he was done with you, we'd be standing before him and you, you wouldn't be here tonight and I wouldn't be either. He's got something, else. he's got more. He's got more for you. He's not done yet, amen? All right, so I'm kind of getting off my notes here, but no doubt that, that those couple of verses are absolutely the most famous verses on discipleship. And there's another thing that is no doubt in my mind, that no resources have ever been spared, whether it be lives, uh, money, uh, people, whatever. Nothing has had more energy and support put behind it than the Great Commission. If you were to compile everything that had been put together for all the crusades, all the, uh, all the missionary work that's been done since, uh, since Jesus said, therefore go, I guarantee you, if you added everything all up, you tallied it like that, you'd, you'd see, uh, you would see that Apple and the Microsoft Corporation look like a startup business in a garage. No one ever went to another country over Apple. No one ever gave up their other life for uh, uh, Microsoft 
Only the gospel of Jesus Christ would cause a person to leave the comfort of his own home, the comfort of his own business and industry to go and therefore make disciples. Only Jesus would do that. Only the Great Commission would cause you to leave everything, whether you're a fisherman, a firefighter, or an engineer, and walk and see what God has for you. Only Jesus Christ. Only he would do that. There's no corporation, no industry. Nothing will do that for you. Only God. Amen? All right, so once again, I'm off my notes. I did put notes together, sir. I promise you they're, they're here. Um, so um, the question uh, first has got to come up with like, what, what is, what's this gospel thing that Pastor Jeff is talking about? I'm glad you asked that question because when you came in tonight, you should have received one of these cards. And ushers, I hope you're right here. I hope you got my back. If there's anyone here that didn't get one of these cards, I want to get you one right now. Does anyone need a card? Does anyone need it? I see that hand. Is there an usher in the house? Oh, thank you, Bob. I never loved you so much as I do right now. So if we could get everyone one of these cards, because this will solve the mystery. Everything you ever wanted to know about the gospel is on this one card. Bob, right up front here too. Thank you so much. And when you talk about discipleship and men around church in the sun, you can't overlook this guy right here. Talk about being committed to the cause. Thank you, sir. Um, so good news, because... Everything you ever want to know about the gospel is right here in my hands and now hopefully in your hands because this will be a help because if you, if you don't understand what the therefore goes about, why would you go, right? So if everyone has one and it looks like most everyone does and if you can see, it's on the screen here too. I want to try to do this without this but um, hey, why don't we try to do this all together? Does everyone have one now? Because this is really important because, you know, um, Resurrection Sunday is coming up. Passion Week is coming up. And people need to know what, why you go to church and why you do what you do. Right? And, and so I wanna, we want to take all the mystery out of it. Jesus doesn't want to complicate the gospel. He wants to take the world over. He doesn't, he, actually, he said, I came to seek and save the lost. Amen? So let's, let's read this together. Um, the gospel is the good news, it's right, up, it's right up here, that's the first line. The gospel is the good news that God loves us and became man in Jesus Christ. He lived the life we should have lived and died the death we should have died in our place. Three days later, he rose from the dead, proving that he is the son of God. He offers the forgiveness of sins, the gift of righteousness, and to all who repent and believe in him. That's the good news. That's the gospel. It's not complicated. Yeah, I remember the first time I, uh, well, I've led a couple people to the Lord, but there was this one gentleman who was working on my job site. He was homeless and picking up trash out there. I brought him into my trailer, and I brought him into the church here because I knew that if I could get him into the church, for sure he'd get saved. So I go up there, and there's one of these moments where Pastor Alex is passing by and here's the guy right here and say, Pastor, Pastor, this guy needs Jesus and uh, would you pray with him? And he looked at me and he said, you know, I got an appointment right now, why don't you do it? Like, huh. Oh, you're the pastor here, man. No, therefore go, that's me, that's us. It's our gig, it's what we do. If you feel incomplete, maybe it's because you're not doing enough of that. I don't know, I'm just saying. So anyway, so that's, and that, that's, a good, that's a good way to get started. Get out of your comfort zone, right? 
So therefore go. Now that you know what you're therefore going to do, which is preach the gospel, uh, if you take a look at Mark chapter 16, did I tell you to open your Bibles up yet? Because if I didn't, man, I want to apologize because that should have been the first thing that we did a while back. I get so excited. And this is, this is a, uh, the paper type. There's no USB port in it. I've been looking for it. Uh, it never really needs updating necessarily. It even has this thing here as a uh, bookmark. But um, if you go, if, if, if you, if for nothing else, just keep your finger in Matthew 28. But if you shift over to Mark, which is towards the end of the, the, the gospel here, chapter 16, verse 15, this is what Jesus said. This is in red ink. I checked it out. He says, and then he told them, go unto all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Well, what's the good news? Well, as a matter of fact, sir, I happen to have it right here in my pocket, that God loves us so much that he gave his only son. And um, so it's, it's not that complicated. Tonight's the night where, we, where something shifts. Something shifts. There's going to be an increase. There's going to be opportunities. There's going to be uh, God moments that are going to be established in the days ahead. I mean, because God's been waiting for this moment to give you that little push that little nudge, that little, little breath on you. And I can assure you that there, there's nothing quite like the feeling of getting out there on the water and uh, helping someone take that next step with Jesus Christ. Amen. So um, I already told you that it's mobilized more, more people, more money, more lives than anything that, since creation. I mean, I don't know what it took to make the earth, the heavens, and the skies, but I can assure you, getting the gospel done, uh, there was nothing that God held back. In fact, he didn't even hold back his own son. You say, well, why, why, does, why, did, why does he do this? Why do all these resources? Only one reason, love. God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son that all that believed in him would, would have eternal life and not perish. If you can't remember this part of the gospel, just remember John 3, 16. If this is too much, just one verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's the good news. It's not complicated. It's not complex. So um, before I, I start leveraging you and start telling you, hey, remember he said, therefore go, not stay and be. Before I, I go there, I wanna, I wanna help a little bit because I'm like, an, I like action. I like men of action. I like people of action. Talk is cheap. The older I get, the more attention I pay to what a person does and not what he says. Therefore, let's go, okay? So just so you know what a disciple is, it's someone who is called to He's called by Christ, but he's called to live in Christ. To die to yourself, but to live in Christ, okay? He's equipped. He's equipped by Christ through the Holy Spirit. And then you're sent to live for Christ. So there's a knowing, there's a growing, and then there's a going. All of it's really pretty simple, but it all starts with getting to know God. Now, I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about a relationship. Because you know what messes people up is they think that God can't love them until they get their act together. But before 
Before you ever worry about that, man, you got to remember and you got to know that he loved you before that, before that. It's not about how good you are. It's about how good God is. Amen. Yeah, thank you. I... See, I'm the guy that I believe the, the most important thing or the greatest thing that any man or woman can do is to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And then the second most important thing you can do with your life is to help others become that. That changed my whole life. I used to be in the construction industry and was good at it. I didn't have to spend two days to write a 30-minute sermon. I'd just go out there and I could make it happen. I didn't need God. I'll tell you what, I never needed God so much as I do right now. And it has nothing to do with me standing in front of you. It's just a call and the mission that he has for each of us. Because that mission, that therefore go, that is, that's your destiny. That's what you were created for. That's what you were made for. If, if you feel like there's something missing inside of you, it's probably because you're not doing enough of that. And I say tonight, let's, let's put an end to that. Let's start a new chapter and therefore go. I know Thailand needs a lot of help, don't they? I know Guatemala could use a couple hands down there. You know, there's orphans over in the Ukraine. I mean, I could go on and on and on, but you know, you don't have to go across the ocean to make a disciple. You could go across the street. I, I, I hope that you didn't put your praying for card in the offering. Because if you did, get one when you leave. Because it's not about me or somebody calling somebody here. This is about you reaching out to these folks. Amen? It's, it's, it's not, see, Larry, Debbie, and Donnie have nothing to do with you. They have everything to do with me. I'm not expecting Pastor Alex to go over to their house and invite them to church for Resurrection Sunday. I'm not expecting that. It's up to me. I don't care how uncomfortable it is when I stand over there. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go here. I didn't want to go. So the other day we're going out for a little family thing for spring break and Larry's at, he answers the door because I'm asking him to keep an eye on my house. And he's there with the cigar. And I'm just having a hard time looking him in the eye. My heart's breaking because I know someday he'll need Jesus. I know he will. And his wife, I, I'm in my garage, I'm working on my mower. I hear her coughing and hacking. I, I know someday that she'll need Jesus. And I live right across the street, and I don't know how to get into their world yet. But now I'm praying, man, this is the Easter that, that there's something breaks, something shifts. Amen? Because there's a whole city full of folks just like that. Oh, I'd love for you to go with me to Guatemala this year or some other nation, but I'd rather go across the street to my neighbor and let them know that God loves them. And so do I. Amen? Called, equipped, and sent. I'm gonna go somewhere right now where I wasn't sure that I should. 
But in order to present my case as a pastor, I want to talk about a couple of things that are going on in our nation. Do you realize that the United States of America leads the world in fatherless families? Do you, do you understand that 40% of the white children and nearly 60% of the African-American little boys and girls will go to bed tonight without their biological father in the home? Do you, do, you, do you know that we lead the world in that? 25% of uh, the children live in families with just a mom. You know, tonight up in room 202, there's over a dozen single moms up there that are here tonight for ministry. You know, the cool thing about the lady who's leading that, I'm way off my notes now. I'm, it, praise God. Teresa Burt, she went to a God encounter a few years ago, single lady, never had a kid, never had a husband. She works for the Department of Children and Families. It's okay that I share her story because she's my sister. We have two children in our home that we are considering for adoption or God has put before us to make a choice. One of the little girls is so messed up that there's an Excel spreadsheet that tells you the medications, the times, and when she needs them. She's that messed up. I'm not gonna tell you the damage that some man did to her. She's 10 years old. She's so busted up that I knew that our family couldn't take care of her. About a month after that encounter, Teresa came over and she met this little girl. And something clicked in her. Here's a lady who never had a child, but God was doing something radical in her own life. So radical that she said, you know, Tracy, Jeff, you guys know how to raise kids. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I think I'm supposed to adopt her. And she did. And you can look at her Facebook the other day and you'll see little Deborah eating an ice cream cone because she's doing so good in school now. And, and so you can't underestimate the value of discipleship. See, my heart is to help men. Now, I love the prison ministry. I love single moms, I love addiction recovery, I love all that stuff, I've done it all. But I wanna take a bunch of men to the headwaters of the problem, and I want us to disciple men before they make more babies, before they make more problems, before they make more addictions. I'm sorry, I'm way off my notes. I wanna go to the headwaters, I wanna disciple and paddle my way up there so that there won't be as much need in the day, in 20 years from now for single moms ministries and addiction recovery and some of the other stuff. And that's what this, that's what Church in the Sun is about. We have always been a church that is therefore gone. Do you know how I got here? Somebody gave, in the midst of a destroyed marriage, somebody gave an invite card to me. I don't even know who the person was. They gave me an invite card, and I showed up here over 20-something years ago. 
of an invite card. Right, you wanna talk about the least likely candidate for ministry? You don't have time for me to tell you the story and my testimony. I'd like to, because it'd blow your mind. But it's an example of what the gospel of Jesus Christ can do, no matter how far a person has gone, no matter what they've done, no matter what they think, no matter what they've done. God's arm is not too short. And you know who he's, he's, he's counting on us to, to, I'd like to have you come to church this Sunday. I hope you can make it. It could change your life. In the midst of my soon-to-be divorce, that's what happened. I don't even know who, for 20 years, I've been trying to figure out who that person is so I could thank him. Oh, my marriage failed. It, It went down to tubes. Almost said crapper. It went down the tubes. <laughs> the ink, the ink's still new on my ordination paper. hadn't quite dried yet. Sorry, Pastor. I forgot he was sitting here. <laughs> God forgive me. Don't underestimate what God can do if you give Him all your pieces. Amen. I don't know how I went from discipleship to to this, but it's an example. I mean. I could start calling people out right here tonight. I, could, I mean, because here's the thing. I'm living it. And that's what God wants you to do. My life never had more value than it does right now. Because one, 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 th- one thing, because I experienced God's love. And because of, God's, because of me experiencing that, I can actually share it with other people. It's not that complicated. If you go back to Matthew 28, Verse 20, let's do that just for a split second if we could. Because this is kind of important. It says, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands they have given you. Do you realize that there are over 613 principles and precepts and laws in the Old Testament? But Jesus said, here, I want, this is what I want you to do. I want to teach, them, teach these new disciples um, Teach them this, love God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul, everything you got, in other words, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Because if you'll do that, you'll fulfill all the other laws. Because they all hang on that. You don't have to have a bunch of theology to show someone God's love. In fact, I don't want to offend anybody, but it might be beneficial if you didn't. They say that a new believer will win most of the lost in the, that he does in the first seven years of his life. Man, if, if, if you're new to your faith here, praise God. You're, 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 you're the real deal. Don't let that fire go out. Don't let the fire go out. So, well, okay, so you're telling me that all I have to do is just kind of show him God's love, invite him to church, Basically, yes. That's a great starting point. Because let me tell you, there is an anointing upon church in the sun. I don't, Pastor Dave, how many people have given their life to Jesus Christ this year? How many people, this, is, this guy would actually know that. Yes, sir, please. 
Not 80? 80 people. 80 people. 80 changed lives. Oh, I'll tell you, out of those 80, there was probably 280 that were, they were actually believers, but they, were, they knew it wasn't quite, they weren't quite right, and they were ready to make that change. See, that's what the gospel does. It changes people's lives. I love what Daniel Kalenda said a few weeks back when he was here. He says, don't think of yourself as a soul winner. Think of yourself as a seed planter or a seed sower. Because let me tell you, Jesus is the one who wins the souls. Remember, it's not by strength nor by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You, we, you've got to get that because it takes so much pressure off of you. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. If, you, if, you're, not, if you're not experiencing that, we, I, want, I want you to experience that because that's the real gospel. That's the authentic gospel of Jesus Christ, okay? You know what I wanted to preach on tonight? What's that 400-year period between Malachi and Matthew when God was silent? I really wanted to do that because I, I wanted to show how much I know about the Syrian and the Babylonian and the, the fall of the temple. I mean, there's so much good stuff that happens when, when God's not talking. And he says, no, 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 no. Let them know that after 400 years, he spoke, spoke to a Jewish tax collector named Matthew. Yeah. The gospel of Matthew, the audience was for the Jews. For people that would have nothing to do with someone who was less than. Because, but, but that's not Jesus. Jesus wants us to have everything to do with those that are out there and that, uh, that you might consider, uh, oh, I can't believe this guy. They're, they're, do, they're doing drugs, they're, they're drinking, uh, they're smoking. They're, no, it's okay. The gospel is definitely for them. Those are the ones he wants you to therefore go to. He came, Jesus came to seek and save the lost. If that's what he did, then that's what we should do. Uh, I still have 27 more pages. I was gonna talk to you about statistics and stuff. There's two things you have to have when you walk out of here tonight. Well, three, we'll talk about. I'm gonna have Pastor Alex come up here in a second, but you gotta have the Holy Spirit. And you gotta have some fire. John said that he baptized with water, but there was one coming who that he wasn't even, that he wasn't fit to hold his sandals. And he said, he's coming and he's gonna baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with what? Fire. So if you don't have, I know you got the Holy Spirit. You wouldn't be here as cold as it is. It's like 60 out there. You wouldn't be here on a Wednesday night if you didn't have the Holy Spirit. So I say, let's bring some fresh fire into the house, amen? Stir it up, stir it up. So, all right. All right, let me, let's do one thing and I'm gonna have Pastor Alex pray uh, or, or close this out. Lord, I'm, I am so thankful to be in a church, in a body of believers, in a family that is always ready to go. Lord, that we are in a place where there is such an unusual anointing that when a guest just shows up here, uh, he, he just shows up and he's gonna get saved. You're going, the, the message, the spirit, everything is just right. This is a perfect place.
for an imperfect man or woman to meet a perfect God who will love them and change them, Lord, as only you can. I thank you, Lord, that this is a new season for each and every one of us. We're a month away from Passion Week, from Easter, from Good Friday. Lord, I know that people are dying to hear the good news. Lord, I pray that you would use each and every one of us as you never have before. I pray, I pray a commissioning upon these men and women that are here tonight and those that are joining us online. I thank you for more boldness. I thank you that you'll give them words of knowledge. I thank you that even right now you're setting up some appointments, some God moments for them and myself. Lord, I thank you that there's a fire that's about ready to come to this city. I thank you from the youngest to the oldest, Lord, that you're doing something new. And Lord, as, um, as we close this service out tonight, I thank you. This ain't the end. This is the beginning. Lord, that permission is granted for us to go across the street, across the cubicle, across the hall, across the, across the neighborhood, across the nation, Lord. I thank you that there's no limitation to what you can do in and through these amazing women and children of God, Lord, and these men of God. Lord, do something new, even tonight, Lord. Don't let us rest. Put someone on our heart. Put a burden on us, Lord, for the lost that we can't look at anyone without knowing for sure we need to share. We need to say something. I thank you for fresh fire. I thank you for fresh wisdom, for words of knowledge, revelation, that, Lord, your word even says that they lack nothing. And I thank you that you'll do it and you'll get the glory. It's in your name, Jesus. We ask and agree tonight. Amen. Amen. Pastor, if you would come up and close out the service for us. You know, he makes disciples too. Pastor Dave, he makes disciples. Fred Bird, he makes disciples. Jesse Lugo, he makes disciples. Anthony Lozaic, he makes disciples. Each and every one of you. I mean, I'm not gonna call you guys out. I could though. I'm so proud to be in a disciple-making church. You know, Pastor, the, the, the men and the women here are, are disciples that make disciples, sir. That says a lot about what's been going on here over the years. And I wanna thank you for giving me a chance, sir. I love you. This is what a spiritual father looks like, in case you're wondering. If you don't have one, if you don't have one, get one. Amen? Oh. Thank you, sir. Pastor Jeff, I uh, couldn't help but think of that day we were in the rented office there, and you came in. Yeah. And it was right there on uh, Orange Avenue and like Magnolia. Yeah. And I looked at you and just asked you if you wanted to receive Christ and you bowed your head and prayed, and you are an inspiration to all of us. Uh, your devotion to see men, to see people discipled, and we are proud of you. Thank you, sir. Come on, thank let's you. thank uh, Pastor Jeff for his ministry tonight.